Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back, guys. Welcome, beautiful listeners. Yeah. Today is like a gorgeous, beautiful it's day outside. We beautiful. just went for a walk around the block. We the are, leaves are very crispy. Yep. Practicing the podcast for you today. Yeah. So that asking God we did to come in and help us to speak his words. Yeah. So today we're talking about how to find God in the everyday. It can sometimes get a very interesting rap in the Christian community. Right. I think, honestly, God is hard to find every day. And I think, as you pointed to, that Christians can get a bad rap because I was just reading a book and they're like, Christians are known for sitting on Saturday and going to church on Sunday and forgetting all about God Mm -hmm. until the next Sunday. Yeah, which I think when I was younger and I didn't have as prominent of a faith and just I didn't really know. That's kind of how it was. You sat in church on Sunday and it was like, great. I probably didn't understand the sermon. And I was like, okay, life is great. But as I've gotten older and I've gotten more involved in the church and I'm at a Christian college now, they're really pushing back against that. They want God to be something that you, they want you to pursue him every single day. They want him to be active in your life and you, they want you to be active in your faith. Absolutely. And I think for me, it's been similar in that growing up, we went to church every Sunday. I went to a Catholic school. God was a part of our life, but a big part of it focused on church on Mm -hmm. Sunday. And then maybe go to church, you know, once a week in school. And as I grew and got older, in the beginning, it focused around church did I make it to church did I not make it to church that would be a good Christian or not if Mm -hmm. I could get to church on Sunday you were like yes yes that's like a good week you know Mm -hmm. and not really focus on much of anything but then things evolved as I started praying to God and communicating with God and then it became more of a personal relationship yeah that it wasn't tied to church at all Mm -hmm. it was just every day church was something that well, before I was kind of like, ugh, church, whatever. But then as I grew closer to God, it was like, church is something that is building my faith. And it's a message that typically I need to hear. And it's, right. it's it like gives me a jumping, it's like a platform where I can work on said area in sermon with God by myself and outside of church. Right. It aids and helps yeah. to transform and to get more of God's word. Mm-hmm. And get a different perspective. Yeah, it's like a craving. Right. And so as we found a church that we love and the messages are so powerful and they challenge you in this church to be involved. 
every day yeah. and to not make this a one-hour Sunday project. Mm-hmm. As time has changed, I think we've gotten so busy yeah, and there's so There's a lot of busyness running around and just trying to find the next thing. I mean, I've talked to my own peers and they feel unproductive and just gross and sluggish if they're not doing something. And part of what they're trying to change is recognizing that some, sometimes, most of the times, probably a lot of the times, you just need to spend time with God. You don't have to be always doing something. You don't always have to be on a screen. You don't always have to be doing an activity in order to feel good. Because if you have, if you're spending time with God, you're going to feel good. Wow, and that's really powerful how you explained it. And I think you epitomized society and our culture right now. That we are a slug if we're not constantly moving yeah. and doing something. Mm-hmm. I love that terminology. Sluggish. <laughs> Sluggish. You are a slug. Which is so far from the truth, yeah. first of all. Uh-huh. Uh, we God never designed us to be constantly running, running, running. In fact, the brain and research shows it can't be busy and distracted all the time. Mm-hmm. It needs to be. Well, you're going to get worn out. You're going to burn, burn out. Right. Uh-huh. You need to be present and in the moment. And not focused on action or doing something or screens, right, where you're dissociating. Yeah. That also is not a part of downtime. Mm-mm. That's a distraction. Yeah. So we'll just get to the punch. What, how, how do we find God in the everyday? One is that you need to schedule that in. What? Yeah. I, I think it's easy for us to do the lip service, uh-huh. talk about it. Oh, yeah. And then be like, yeah, I'm going to do this a lot. But then not coming up with a plan or writing it down or really getting that time in with God, like, scheduled in. Right. Because, you know, this came up and that came up and this yeah. and I had to do that. Because things are always going to be happening. this meeting and blah, blah, blah. And it's never going to work. It's mm-hmm. just just like exercise. You got to schedule it in. Yes. And so basically what we want to do is we want to schedule time in the morning and, and not a war. No, no or. <laughs> no or. And in the evening mm-hmm. to have that downtime. And, and then throughout the day, converse with God. Throughout the day, you want to, yep, constantly converse with God. And so what I have found to work for me, because in the beginning, this can be really challenging because mm-hmm. you have way too much to do. But if you make it a priority, this is for me. This is for my faith. This is for my relationship with God. Yeah. This time is only going to improve my life. Yeah. It's only going to help me find that joy and peace. Mm -hmm. So if you go into this with those thoughts, that's going to make a huge difference. You're going to see it from a different perspective instead of, oh my gosh, I'm not doing anything. I'm not getting anything done. So I just feel sluggish. Like, no, when you're, you put it in the light that you had said, it's going to be knowing you're this taking is, care of yourself. You're mending and growing your relationship with Christ. That absolutely. is first and foremost. Yes, you're feeding your soul exactly what it needs yeah. when you have time with God. Yeah. If you really want to connect and build your faith, you absolutely need to do this. Mm-hmm. And so, and if this is new, just start out with five minutes, literally. That is okay. Start out with five minutes because that's all you need. Mm-hmm. And then as you build on this and you connect with five minutes in the morning, five minutes before you go to bed and you want to be conscious and aware. You don't want to be like half sleepy and groggy yeah, yeah, and not yeah. really into it. 
you really want to unplug from everything, no music. And I think it helps to have a journal and a Bible by you. Yeah, because um, you're really writing it down and like taking it in. And... You want to take it in, right? So if you're reading the Bible, um, just a verse, you, you know, start out just very simple. This isn't, it's not a contest. It's not like how much you can read. It's mm-hmm. just yeah, absolutely just let God move you to what you need to do. Yep. One verse out of the Bible is all you need. Yep. One devotion book, maybe by days. A journal, you can just say, make it simple. Like we talked a couple podcasts back where it's just a simple prayer. God help me. Podcast one of the second season goes back and talks about how you can add more God to your life by this one simple phrase. Right? Just write that down. And it could be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. What you will find when you do this is that you're going to find that this time is precious and that it helps you to evolve and that it is bringing you closer to God. It is figuring out your problems and it is changing your life. Yeah. So you're going to want more time with God. You're going to carve out more time. I think yeah. that comes naturally when you start connecting with God mm-hmm. where it's 15 minutes, a half an hour. Yeah. And Because you typically make more room for things you enjoy that you right. love. And that, that you're seeing change and benefit from. Yeah. And the relationship with God, the more you open up your heart, the more you can hear him, the more you're going to not want to go throughout the day without him. Yep. So it really is a beautiful thing when this happens. Couldn't imagine a more beautiful thing. I know it's hard to do and it's very worthwhile to do. And even though I have put into practice kind of in the morning and in the evening and throughout the day, I can still find myself for just the other day, like might've been even last week. I was like, I had my devotions out. I have my Bible out. I have my journal out. I kind of have this quiet time. I have the puppy dog. I have the kitty and the sun's coming in the window in the morning. It's actually beautiful, but you know, something happened. Maybe the dog had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. I had to take the dog out. Then, you know, I had to make coffee. Then I had to worry about making lunch. And then I had the time's running out. I had to go put on my makeup, whatever. I'm running around doing all these things. And I get to work and I'm like, I forgot to say my prayers this morning. I forgot to read my devotion. (laughs) It's like, it was a bummer. (laughs) I was so frustrated and I really missed it. And, you know, it happens. It can happen. It can get busy and it can happen. And what I should have done, which I didn't do, but I'll take note next time, is that I should have just went into a room. I have a client room, a couple minutes, sat down, and just talked with God. Yeah. Right? And took a break. Yeah. Is what I should have done. So it's really easy to do that. But I had the evening, and the beautiful part is when you schedule it every day, you're going to miss a couple days throughout the week, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be okay. You're still going to keep building that connection. But you're going to have more awareness of God. Yeah, you will. Yeah. I find a similar thing in college, too, where I go to a Christian school. And if I forget devotions, I'm like, oh, well, you know, chapel or whatever Christian event is going on that night will cover that. But it's not even about, it's not a checklist. It's a personal relationship. And so when you love someone, you're going to intentionally spend time with them. Yes, I like that. You're not going to just... Like, it, it's, it would be like going to an event that's celebrating them, but not actually talking to them. Mm-hmm. Which is so bizarre, if you put it in that terms. And so, that's, that's something I need to remember, and to prioritize God. Yes, absolutely, because it, what becomes easy, and it's like with anything, it's like you skip a day, you skip another day. 
Yeah. Yes, kind of get comfortable skipping days. You get comfortable skipping days. Yep. And so what you do, right, all of a sudden you keep doing it. And pretty soon you find out a month has gone by and it's like, oh, you haven't really talked to God. You haven't really journaled. You haven't really cracked open your Bible. You're barely making it to church. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You're feeling a little lonely and disillusioned mm-hmm. and not connected. Yeah. And so, and that's just a sign that you need to draw closer to God. And so it's hard in our society because there, there's so many things. And one is constant activity. Yep. Busy all the time. I know as a mom, moms have always had a ton to do throughout the history of mankind. Always. Yep. But I think our moms today are crushed with activity and distraction. Distraction. I mean, I know moms would spend their whole days in the car. Like hours and hours and hours driving. They have multiple kids driving from one thing to another thing. In the meantime, they're trying to get errands done and they're working on their phone and their computer and their lap. They're like doing 10 things at one time. It's like, oh my gosh. It can be so frustrating. Yeah. And it's it's almost like an abuse of moms because <laughs> moms are just the, the... The catch-all of everyone's problems. Yeah. <laughs> You're... We have to figure it out. But, um, so yeah, if I don't have God on my side, yeah. I'd be crushed. <laughs> yeah. I need to carve out this time and it can be really hard, but it's kind of like, just like, I used to always want to wash my face. I wore makeup every day. <laughs> Seriously. I, uh, I knew my skin, but I'd be so tired and exhausted with kids. It's like, there's no way. By the time I go into bed, I fall into bed. There's no way I yeah. can wash my face. I can't you do it. You kind of start losing, like, yeah, losing. time for things that you want to do. or Right. And I know, Taking care of yourself. Yep. I know it's good for my skin. Mm-hmm. I know I need to do it. I know I'm getting makeup all over my pillow. But I just, I was so tired, mm-hmm. especially when the kids were small and working full time and all, all the stuff going on. But what I did is I made a commitment. That this was important to me. Yep. Right? It was a small thing. I realized the task, like, hey, how long does this really take me to do? And I don't know more than five minutes. It's a couple minutes. And I made that commitment, and I started washing my face. And it seems really silly. I mean, I, it, might, it sounds kind of silly to me, but this was a big deal. I mean, I really wanted to do it. I didn't feel that I could have the time to do it or the energy. But once I made that commitment and shifted that this is what I was going to do. This is just a thing that needs to be done like brushing my teeth. And I did it. And it's been decades now. And I enjoy washing my face at night and taking care of myself and having a nice non-toxic cleaner. And so it's It's a similar thing. You need to prioritize God. You need to understand what you want and what's going to serve you the best. What we really want to do is you really want to unplug. Yep. You really don't want to take that phone to bed. Don't reach for your phone. Reach for your Bible. And if you're going to reach for your phone, at least open the Bible app. <laughs> right. Um, I recommend not. In you know, scientific studies with brain health, right, you want to be disconnected from your screens. I'll just yeah. throw this out there. They say at least two hours. Well, um, it messes up your sleep cycle. Yeah, messes with your circadian rhythms, especially when you're around it all day. And it overstimulates your central nervous system. It keeps you in your stress response. And there's lots of things tied with the screen. And so they say even one hour, a half an hour, again, just start with what you can. But when you have that time with God, right, just bring a Bible. Let's talk about the Bible a little bit. Yeah. Well, the Bible is really interesting because I, I feel like sometimes even I'm afraid of it because... <laughs> I'm like I don't know I don't know enough of the Bible to talk about it and to 
just read it, but it's, it, that's not really the case. God wants you to read the Bible, even if you don't understand it. And he's going to open up and reveal things to you that over time you'll eventually understand. If you keep reading it, if you're adamant and you're just going to his word constantly. Absolutely. And I, I can attest, I, like you, I, I think a lot of people are afraid of the Bible. I was absolutely afraid of the Bible. That's like, I would try and my eyes would glaze over. I would read for a couple seconds and it's like, I just, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I I can't quite get it. And yet I went to a Catholic school. I knew all the stories, you know, once I, as I go through the Bible now, it's like, I know all the stories. I knew them. So for one, I was intimidated, but I really knew much of the Bible anyways. Yeah. Through all my upbringing. So I didn't need to be intimidated, but there's something very intimidating, I think, about God's word presented to us because I think it's so powerful. So what I recommend in connecting to God every day and in those five minutes to absolutely have a Bible with you. Yeah, for sure. And have the intention of reading it, right? Even if it's just for a minute, read one verse, not even a minute, right? Just read a verse. If you're starting and it's intimidating, just read a verse at a time. Start with wherever God leads, wherever you open up, right? Yeah. Just, Just read it. Think about it. Mull over it. Talk to God about it. Um, thank him, you know, ask yeah. him for prayer requests. And it's, we've got lots of different podcasts that kind of help you with praying if you want to go back and look at them. But we, you want that Bible. And because you can't, you can absolutely have a relation, relationship without the Bible. But the more you draw close to somebody, the more you want to know about them. Right? Yeah. And the Bible is the book that tells us more about God. God is going to bring to your attention what you need to hear and see from yeah. the Bible. That is the beauty. And God doesn't talk about magic, but that is how God speaks to you. That is his all-powerful, yeah. omnipresent relationship with you. He gives you the words that you need to read yeah, to help you move on in your life. Yeah, Even if nobody else understands them, it doesn't matter because it's for you. When you're moving out of distractions, you're going to be able to enjoy God's word more. Like, you're going to find more fulfillment in it instead of it being, like, a checklist. Okay, read my Bible today. Don't have to do that till tomorrow. Like, you're going to find enjoyment in that. You're going to, it's going to give you life, and you're going to find so much joy in it. Yeah, you will. And I, I was reading, like, the book that Todd White wrote and he was a person who's done probably every bad thing you could think of and didn't know about Jesus but found Jesus and completely changed his life um, totally around and what he did is like he read the Bible any second he had literally any second he had it in his pocket he carried it with him everywhere if he was stuck waiting anywhere he pulled out the Bible and he read it like he said in the beginning he didn't really understand it, but it didn't matter because it was God's word. It was God's love letter and he didn't care. He was going to read it until he understood it. And so he just kept reading and reading and reading and different things have been revealed to him. And he, um, actually goes out and heals people and is, you know, a real follower of Christ who totally changed his life and had a huge miracle. But part of his knowledge, part of that miracle is involved with the Bible. Yeah. And his dedication to reading God's word. So yeah. it's kind of amazing. And so moving out of that distraction piece, um, I just want to say if a distraction can look good, it can look good 
in the church. I'm reading a book on Revelations right now, and the book's called Revealing. And there was a quote in there where they said, in church, they say that 5% of the population of the church does 95% of all the work. And I thought that was very strange, but what he ended up saying, though, is that that 5%, that God's heart is broken because that 5% is running around, distracted, doing all the work of the church, that they don't have time to sit down and reflect. And enjoy God for themselves. And enjoy God for themselves. So even our distractions that look good, even if we're doing it for God, for the church, but we never have that downtime to have that personal relationship with him, to really open up that book, to sit in his presence and commune with him and solitude. That That is the relationship. So distraction can come in many different ways. Yeah, and that kind of leads me to one of my things that I'm, I've struggled with and still am. College has been hard. Well, okay, it's been a lot of fun. But part of that yeah. fun is <laughs> the distraction. distraction, right? Okay, fun. That, that's so, probably the number one, honey, in college that most yeah. people would say is distraction. <laughs> yes, okay. I go to a Christian college, and like you said, distraction can seem like it's good, right? And so I struggle a lot with this in my senior and my freshman year of college, which I'm in right now. And just so many Christian events going on and oh, there's worship night here, and then, then you can go to a different school to do worship night, and then there's this event going on, and there's this sermon, and this alternative chapel, and there's this conference that I want to go to, and this Bible study, and oh my gosh, wait, there's someone else hosting a small group over here on the side. And so I just wanted to do everything. I was like, oh, this is all great. It's all for Jesus. Amen. But it's yes. Not, Hallelujah. Woo-hoo. But for me, it was something that once I was at an event, I was looking for the next one. And so the thing that I was being taught and that was being taught, yeah, I wasn't able to take in. I wasn't able to take that and then work on that with Jesus. It was just like information coming at me, kind of flying over my head. And then I would go to the next event and do the same thing. It was like a cycle. And so I wasn't really gaining any relationship with Christ. It was just going to the event for like a spiritual high and I wasn't in the moment when I was doing those things it was just okay this is awesome I feel good and this is for Jesus so it's good but the purpose I went there was to grow my relationship but all it did was distract me from the one thing I truly wanted which was to grow my relationship with Christ and be in communion with my father yeah, and that's really interesting because it's kind of relates to what I just said right about the yeah. church. It's like it seems like you're, you're, you're of course, this is it's a church thing. Of course you're with yeah. God. Um, almost like when we talked about going to church in the week, right? But if you're really not present and able it's to not get. It's going to be beneficial. Right, to consume the information like a sponge and then kind of dwell on it and quiet, then you can't take those words and make them, transform them into your life. So it's almost like information overload being dumped upon you where you just can't, you just like need to rush to the next one and the next one. So if you're looking for more help with that distraction piece, I just want to throw out a book that I am reading and have read. I would say it's probably one of my favorite books of all time currently because it's, it's mind blowing. And actually I'd love to have a, a book club on this book sometime to do that would be great but the name of the book is outwitting the devil 
and it says The Secrets to Freedom and Success, and it's by Napoleon Hill, who's very popular. He wrote Think and Grow Rich. I think he wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. This book was written in the 1930s. That's what's so crazy and wild. It so pertains to the right now. They did not publish this book until the 1970s because the world was not ready for this book. And what it is, it chronicles a conversation with the devil. And the devil tells how he gets his people. And By drifting. Drifting, which is distraction. Mm -hmm. It's the number one way because it weakens the mind. Yeah. I mean, and you're so vulnerable to it. It's slowly... It's not just fast. It's not like obvious. Nope. It feels good. Like even like even going to those worship class class or you know going from one worship event to another. It's like it feels good, right? Mm -hmm. This can't be wrong, but it creates that distraction and you start drifting because you don't have a focus because you don't have that time to focus and really think, and that's what this book is about. And so it's really mind blowing. So if you're looking for a book that really will help you with that distraction piece and tell you how. It's going to make you more vulnerable to the enemy. Yeah. Or to not being successful. I mean, this book is really focused more on being successful. So it is great for even time management. Yeah. Even just carving out that time for God. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil. Get that book. You won't regret it. I promise you. It will help you with that distraction. I literally think it is mind-blowing. And, you know, it, it backs up what God says in the Bible. Yeah. So... Awesome book. Get it. Get it. So kind of to move on to our last section of this podcast, we talked about all this distraction and how to, but obviously we need some Bible verses to back up what we're right. saying. So how, how, yeah, how do you find God in it every day? And so we have Bible verses that back that totally up. Yeah. And when you, when you want to look for God, you have to seek him. You have to actually look for him. And so our first Bible verse comes from Revelations. It's Revelations 3.20. It says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and eat with that person and they with me. And so it's not really necessarily just the table. It's like a metaphor. Like if you invite God into your heart, he's going to do life with you and you're going to do life with him. And so you need to let him in. He's seeking you. Are you going to seek him? Yes, absolutely. It's our choice. I love, love, love this verse. I love it for its simplicity because God, he's literally telling you, he's telling me, he's telling everyone, here I am. Yeah. I'm right here. Yep. I am in you, right? I stand at the door. It's like he's there. We have a choice to let him in. And so we have to seek him. And so that's where that commitment comes in, right? And making that time for him. That is us opening the door to Jesus by creating and committing to the time to reach him in the morning and in the afternoon, just like we talked about yeah. right there. And so, and I'm going to read the next one is from Jeremiah and it's chapter 33, verse three. And it says, call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Yeah. And that's Jeremiah. And that's like, okay, I love this because it kind of goes in order. He's God's knocking on the door. Mm -hmm. we let him in he wants us to call to him talk to him and he's going to tell us great and hidden things that we don't yeah. know so it's kind of like that bible thing if you don't understand keep reading he's going to reveal that at some point yep just take in the more your heart opens the more he's going to reveal yep and, and part of that is letting him in like the revelation says 
commitment. Yes. Yeah. And so we have one more and I we love do. these kind of go in succession and kind of tell us how to allow God into our every day. Yeah. So the last one is Proverbs 3, 6. It says, you must look to him. If you are not acknowledging the Holy Spirit and seeking him for wisdom and the direction, you will not get it. So basically, if you're not seeking or asking, you're not going to receive it. So like we said, you actually have to seek God in order to find him. I love it. This is like so beautiful. This is like so blunt, so blunt, so point blank. So like, I mean, when you read the Bible, God kind of lays out a lot of stuff. There's not really a lot of arguing. People can argue about a lot of things, but a lot of things there's no arguing with. It says right here, if you're not acknowledging the Holy Spirit and seeking him for wisdom, you won't get it. Yeah. So if you're not carving out that time to talk to God, you're not going to get God yeah. in your everyday. You can question why you're not hearing God or feeling God, but if you're not seeking him yourself, it's like, well, it's, it's a two, it's a double-edged sword. You need to give and God's going to give. What you mm-hmm. seek, he'll give to you. And and that and that's the beauty of it, right? How much you put into it is how much you're going to get, get. Yeah. because God leaves it up to us. Yeah. To create that. that That's what faith is. Exactly. It's up to us to create that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's ready. We have to want it. Yep. If we don't Absolutely. want it, then he'll he'll go to somebody who wants it. Mm-hmm. It's our choice. Yep. So create that time, morning and evening, and talk to him throughout the day. Yeah. And read the Bible. Yep. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Gina, do you want to close out with a prayer? Yes. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing our beautiful listeners here today. God, I just ask that you break the distractions from my heart. You mm-hmm. just show us the way yes. in which you want us to live our life. Amen. I pray that we are able to seek you and carve out time for you in the evening and in the mornings. And throughout mm-hmm. the day that we seek you too. Because it's so easy to get lost in the busyness and distractions of the day. But I pray that those come secondary because even though we may feel like those distractions are important, God, those, those are the things of the world and the world is fleeting. God, you are eternal. And when we spend time with you, we're saving up treasures in heaven. We're connecting and communing with the Lord of the universe, the King of Kings, the Alpha and Omega. You always will be and you are forever. So I pray that you are just able to bring us closer to you every single day, draw us near, cut by limiting our distractions. Show us the glory that you have provided us in this world. God, I just ask that you just cut out those distractions and that we are able to seek you and see your word and enjoy your word more clearly. God, I thank you again for our listeners. I pray that you are just able to break them away from distraction and break us away from distraction. Amen. Amen. Yes, I love that prayer. That was beautiful. Dear God, yeah, that was awesome. Love it. Thank you for listening. We're glad you're here with us. And we look forward to seeing you in two weeks. Yeah. Have a great and beautiful two weeks. And in faith and love, Kelly and Jada. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and And comment. Yep. And you'll find inspiration 
words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. In faith and love, Kelly and Jada. Bye.